This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, so check this out. I graduated high school in 2001. When I was in high school, I loved thrifting and sewing. I had my own sewing machine and would buy things at thrift stores and alter them to fit me. I'm very petite, five foot tall, but 115 pounds, so finding things to fit off the rack is always difficult. In the winter of my senior year, I found this beautiful vintage floor-length dress. It's black with magenta flowers all over it. It was a halter dress with a very deep V in the front. When I saw this dress, I thought, this is my prom dress. I bought it and then brought it home. The deep V in the front was a bit too revealing for me and the dress was about 5 inches too long. So I decided to do an alteration even though prom was months and months away. I hemmed the bottom of the dress and with the extra fabric I sewed a triangle into the deep V to make it less revealing. I tried it on and was very happy with the look. I put it away to save for prom since it was still several months away. Well, cut to prom season. I go to pull the dress from the bin it was stored in, it was polyester so no wrinkles, and instead of the alteration I made to the deep V, there are perfectly sewn ruffles along the deep V along with ties to hold the V closed. The dress was still altered by me to fit my height, but the other alteration was not the same. I don't know how to sew ruffles like that. The dress was stored in a bin. I asked my sister and my mom, and they both swore that they didn't alter the dress. They didn't know how to sew anyway. I tried the dress on, and the ruffles and the tie looked amazing, so I wore it just like that, but I still have no idea what the heck happened to my original alteration. This story is called, Has Anyone Else Ever Seen the Sun Shut Off? It's not really the best way to describe it, but it's the best title that I could come up with. Basically, the sun follows its usual pattern of day and night, yada yada. However, on multiple occasions, I've noticed that I'm just sitting in my room on my computer and suddenly, it's night. It's not like I'm blinking or being foolish either, because the streetlights are on. The moonlight is clear and the sky is dark. It looks like any normal night would, but it happens for less than a second, and then it turns back to day as if nothing happened. This has occurred three or four times in my life that I can remember, all relatively recent. I talked to a doctor about it, and they told me that if that's the only thing going on, it doesn't sound like any hallucination that they are familiar with. Also, it's only from day to night. I don't believe I've ever seen the sun come out in the middle of the night. I might just be crazy or have brain damage or something, but at the very least, someone here might find this interesting. So hey, it's worth a post. 
Recently, I got a dog. Despite working long hours and having two kids at home, I try to do a one-hour walk with the dog every evening. This is often after 8pm, so with it being winter now, it's already dark when I leave. I live in a rural village with some walking trails that run alongside a stream and between some agricultural fields. During my walk this night, my dog was suddenly startled by something. She's a hunting dog, so I'm used to her following her nose and running around me. That's why I have such a self-retreating leash. But suddenly, the dog starts running away until the leash is pulled to the maximum. However, she continues to pull after some corrections that I gave. I don't pay special attention to the environment around me when I walk. I just look at the path and listen to some music. But I felt that something was wrong. As I turned my gaze towards the field, I saw in the moonlight something in the distance walking on four legs, which at first sight looked like a deer to me. But when it got about 50 meters from me, it suddenly stopped and stood straight on two legs and looked at me. Reaching about my height, which is 1.8 meters or 5'11", suddenly I was cramped with fear. It felt like it could smell my fear and my dog's. But the silhouette of its head did face me as the dog stood some five meters from me, still floundering with its collar. Not really knowing what to do, I just stared back at it. Where I live, there isn't really lots of wildlife that I know of. I only know of deers that live there and I've only encountered a fox, or a hedgehog, and a hare before. But the dog was more intrigued by these encounters and didn't run away then. She wasn't afraid of cows or horses in the meadow either, but this was something else. She really wanted to get away from this. After about a minute or two, I tried to take my torchlight and face it towards it, but it didn't provide enough light to see what it was and just made everything darker around me when my eyes got used to it. Another three minutes pass away, just looking at the vague thing in the distance that still stood straight up until suddenly a car showed up in the distance on a nearby road. The thing hopped back on four legs and ran off. Regaining my courage after some time, I still had to walk at 20 minutes home. This was the worst feeling of my life. I don't know if I'm ever going to walk my dog again. And what really makes me uncomfortable is I recently dreamt that something attacked my dog and when it wanted to face me, I woke up totally in sweat and started hyperventilating. I really hope it was just a deer or something, but I don't know if a deer can stand straight for about five minutes. Recently, a wolf was spotted, which is very unusual in our region, but apparently it just passed here during its migration to a more forested area. There's also an animal shelter about 20 kilometers away, or almost 12 and a half miles, that has some confiscated circus bears but I don't think this was a bear. For those that are well-versed in their cryptid knowledge, that is what is known as a not-deer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Last night on New Year's Eve, my family had a party at my grandparents' house. We all gathered there around 7 p.m. I had been working from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m., so I was already exhausted. I left the party at 9.25 p.m. I know I got home at 9.28 because I FaceTimed my boyfriend while unlocking the door to my house. After arriving home, I put my dogs outside, went upstairs to change into my pajamas, and then returned downstairs to let them in due to the fireworks. I have a picture taken at 10.09 p.m. of me lying on the sofa with one of my dogs and another picture at 10.21 of the same dog sleeping on me. My brother and dad were apparently home between 10 and 10.40 because they came home and then went back to the party. However, both of them claimed that they never saw me in the house. They even came into the sitting room to check on the dogs because of the fireworks, but couldn't find me anywhere inside, and I never saw or heard them either. According to my boyfriend, I fell asleep around 10.30 on the sofa. He also didn't hear or see my brother and dad, which is unusual because my phone usually picks up people coming into the house from my bedroom. I then remembered my dad waking me around 12.20 and telling me to go to bed because I'd fallen asleep on the sofa. I texted my friend, Happy New Year, at 12.37 and then went up to bed. When my boyfriend woke up at around 12, he said, Happy New Year, and I texted him back instead of just saying it for some reason. He accidentally hung up, so I called him back as I got into bed at 12.43. However, According to my dad, he didn't get home until 1, and my brother got home at 12.50. Neither of them woke me up. I wasn't drinking, and my dad hadn't been drinking either, so we can't blame this on alcohol. It's also not typical for them to team up to mess with me like this. The fact that my boyfriend never heard or saw them confuses me as well, especially since my dad usually chats with him when I'm on FaceTime. Sorry for the lengthy explanation. I'm just confused and seeking a reasonable explanation for what happened. It's been a snowy week where I live and I had a weird glitch with one of my dogs last night. One of my dogs is happy to stay out in the snow until we literally drag him inside or entice him in with treats while the other prefers to go in and out every 20 minutes all day. Last night, I let the in-and-out dog in. He brought a chunk of ice in with him and happily laid down to eat it. I went to sit down in the living room and my husband unpaused the show that we were watching so we could continue. The two of us made some comments about the dog eating ice and other general small talk. About 10 minutes went by while we watched TV together and all of a sudden, I hear the distinct sound of the In-N-Out dog's bark coming from outside. My husband and I look at each other with confusion, and I get up to go check. And sure enough, he's back outside. The door was closed, no one else lives with us, 
and neither of us left the couch between the time that I let him in and the time that we heard him barking outside. We're both still baffled about how exactly he pulled off glitching his way outside like that, but hey, maybe he can start doing it more often and save me the trouble of going to the door. Ever since I've been driving, I've always made this running joke with my friends that if we're in a place I'm unfamiliar with and I don't know the speed limit, if I say out loud, what's the speed limit? A sign will be coming up any second. It's a gift from God, obviously, but it's just subconscious because logically, speed limit signs are placed pretty regularly. Well, on this particular day, I was with my best friend. We were on a road I'd only ever driven down once before, heading to pick up my aunt from her boyfriend's in a town about two hours away. We were just chatting, listening to music. We came across this part of the road that was rather luscious with the trees slightly darker in shade. The road was pretty straight though and we had been on it for a while and I said, I wonder what the speed limit is, worrying that I was speeding and the speed limit sign literally materialized right in front of our eyes. It said speed limit 45 miles per hour, but it wasn't there and then it was. It was like an older television. When you turned it on, the pixels would just start from the middle and go out very quickly. I was stunned. I was absolutely floored. I didn't even say anything because I couldn't believe what I had just seen. There was silence in the car for maybe five whole minutes because I was literally speechless. And then my friend says, Hey, did you see that sign just up here? And I was like, yes, I did see that. What the F? It happened probably eight years ago, and I still think about it on a regular basis. I'll never forget it, and my friend won't either. My five-month-old daughter loves this radio toy that she has that plays music. The other night, her and my wife were playing with it. I distinctly remember hearing the tunes that it plays and looking up and seeing them using it. The toy does not look like anything else she owns. The next day, my daughter is throwing a fit and I ask my wife where her radio is. She says it's in her diaper bag in the car. We haven't gotten out since we went to my parents a few days prior. I said that's impossible, you guys were playing with it just last night, and she insists that they weren't. I go out to the car, and the toy is sitting in the diaper bag, just like she said. I can't wrap my head around this one, I distinctly remember them playing with this radio toy the prior night. Does anyone have any thoughts? Yeah buddy, don't look at the red lamp. I've never experienced a glitch in the matrix before, but I don't know what else to call this strange thing that happened. I have a digital clock in my bathroom and it's right next to the mirror. Oftentimes, I look at the clock in the mirror instead of the real clock to see the time because it's easier when I'm standing in front of the mirror. I was standing at the bathroom counter looking at the reflection of the clock in the mirror, which said 307. 
I quickly glanced at the real clock that was next to me and it read 3.08. I had a split second thought about how weird it was that the clock changed so quickly that it already read 3.08 before I even finished moving my eyes. Because of this thought, I quickly looked back in the mirror and this is where things got weird. The clock in the mirror still said 3.07 and as soon as I looked at it, it changed to 3.08. I stared in disbelief as I frantically looked back and forth between the mirror and its reflection, which now both read 3.08, trying to figure out how the real clock said 3.08 while its reflection was still showing 3.07. I was desperately trying to make sense of what happened, but I really couldn't. I genuinely have no way to explain this. As I've thought about it further, I feel as though the time was 3.08 the entire time and the mirror was somehow off. I think that's why it read 3.08 the moment I looked at the real clock and I think that's why the clock in the mirror immediately changed from 3.07 to 3.08 as soon as I looked at it. I wonder if my thoughts and expectations somehow influenced the mirror image. My whole family remembers this as vividly as I do. I get home at approximately 3 or 4 in the morning after having been out drinking all night to find the front door locked and bolted from the inside so my keys don't work so I have to wake someone up to let me inside. Mom reluctantly and sleepily opens the door and asks me, why did you go back out again? Well, I hadn't. I had just gotten home, but she says I came home about two hours prior, let myself in, and she spoke to me from across the room while she was watching TV, but I only said a couple of words and went upstairs to bed. My brother and dad both heard the conversation while they were upstairs and heard footsteps going up the stairs. So, naturally, my first reaction is to check upstairs, but there's no sign of anything. There were always spooky things going on in that house, so we just assumed the ghost had a thing for me. This writer includes an edit that says, Many people asked to hear more stories about events in this house, so here's a couple more. My dad used to live in the house next door as a kid and had a Ouija board. They saw spirits quite regularly after this, like my nan saw some little girl crying in her bedroom once. I think my granddad saw a dead army vet walking through the house once and through a wall. I often wondered if my room became like the local ghost's hangout spot or something because I sometimes felt someone sit at the end of the bed, but no one was there. My brother had friends stay in his room when I was out, and they said to him that they experienced weird stuff. Not sure what, though. Never found out any specifics. We had other little instances of different cats being scared and always looking up at the staircase, frightened. We had things like Legos come randomly flying down that staircase when everyone, including the cats, were downstairs. I also had one night where I got into bed and before falling asleep, it felt like someone laid on top of me, holding the sides of the covers down and rasped something that I can't quite recall now straight into my ear. That one 
does actually send shivers down my spine just remembering and writing it out. But no full-on proper hauntings or anything that made us want to leave. We lived there for 20 years before my parents downsized. I go past the house sometimes as my dentist is still there, and I wonder if the newer residents have experienced anything, but I'm not knocking and asking. Hell, they might recognize me as having let myself in at 2am with them too at some point. My husband wears the same shoes to work every single day without fail. Monday, after work, he came home sick. He took his work shoes off, got undressed, and got into bed for a nap. On Tuesday, inclement weather caused his work to close, so he was home for the day. He never needed his work shoes, so he didn't pay any attention to them. Come Wednesday morning, he got dressed and went to put his work shoes on, but they were gone. We have a very small two-bedroom apartment and we have absolutely scoured every inch of this place. We looked at all of the reasonable places, then all of the unreasonable places too, and then we looked again, and again. Then we looked in the impossible places. Then we started over. Finally, he gave up and wore some spare shoes to work. Even though we knew his work shoes would not be in his car, he did look there anyway just to make sure, and no, they weren't there either. Today is Thursday, and they're still missing. I keep looking and looking for them in all the same spots, expecting them to just suddenly turn up, because where could they have possibly gone? Between Monday and Wednesday, no one visited or came into the apartment, and the only times he left the apartment himself were to take out the dog and he doesn't use his work shoes for that. We have no idea where they are. Like I said, it's a small place, and if you can think of a place to look, we probably looked there already. We are bewildered. This is one of those rare glitch in the matrix stories where there's actually a resolution. The writer provided an update, and they found the missing shoes. They say, I posted last week about my partner taking off his shoes after work, then going to put them on for work a couple of days later, and they were gone. I'm here to say the shoes have been found. For months, our 12-year-old has left his black tennis shoes by the door. He finally moved them, and we didn't notice. My partner took his own black work tennis shoes off and put them in the exact spot. When we looked at those shoes, for a few times to consider if they were his, we concluded that they belonged to the kid for two reasons. Number one, they were in the exact same spot that the black shoes have been for months on end. And number two, my partner insisted his work shoes were New Balance brand and these were Skechers. However, we finally had the chance to ask the kiddo and he denies owning them. So my partner wore them to work as a test and ta-da, they are worn in exactly in the right places and they fit his feet perfectly. These are his shoes. They've been found. But now the question becomes, did his shoes change brands? So at work, I would always walk in, place my hat and coat on the same brown chair in the break room when I got there, and then grab it all at the end of the day 
Only one night, my hat was gone, but my coat was exactly where I had left it. I asked around and nobody had seen my hat. A couple of co-workers helped me look up and down. The break room wasn't very big at all, but we still couldn't find it. We looked under the lockers and the vending machines. Nobody could figure it out. A few months later, I walked into the break room and there it is, just sitting on the table like I had left it there. I asked around and no one knew how it got there. I was so grateful because that hat means a lot to me. A couple of years later, I accidentally left it at work at another job while I was in the hospital for a few days and someone supposedly threw it away. But I'm still waiting for the day that it will show up randomly 